1: This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman, on WEEI.
3: Here's the pitch. Swinging a ground ball to third. Devers has it. Two second. The ball game is over, and Alex Cora wins for the 400th time as the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Tonight, he got a great start from James Paxton. Verdugo, a bases-clearing triple. Casas added on with a two-run bomb, and the Red Sox win the opener in Minnesota
0: 9-3. Uh, it is good vibes tonight on a Monday night for the Boston Red Sox as we welcome you to Red Sox Review tonight. On uh, W-E-E-I, 617-779-7937. Text line, you know it, 37937. Cooper Boardman with you. Joe Braverman is inside the glass. The Red Sox are winners again. Five in a row, seven of the last ten. Tonight, 9-3 over the Minnesota Twins. And, uh, you know, I, it is. it's June 19th, so you're not going to win everything on June 19th. You can lose everything on June nineteenth. We've seen that movie at points. But you know, it is the time of year and, and it's kind of, you know, in the baseball calendar, in the rhythm of a season, in the rhythm of life around the game. It is a time to take stock and figure out who you are and where you're at, because everything that is, whether it be as we said earlier in the postgame show, Luisa Rises. Uh, 400 batting average, whether it be the the Blue Jays' inability to uh, play well on the back end of games and, and have a good bullpen and so on, or whatever it might be around baseball, it's legitimate, whatever it is. And for the Red Sox tonight, a team looking around and playing well all of a sudden over the last 10 to 15 days after some struggles early in June, it starts to feel legitimate. And it's not to say, again, that you're going to win everything in this moment, but it is to say that it feels and starts to feel real because of a number of things, and that is the pitching. That is what they're doing top to bottom in the lineup. It is some of the younger guys who they have continued to have an anchor of faith with over the last you know few months in the first few months, really, of this season that have started to pick it on up. And it starts to feel like something that is not just like out there in the ether hoping that they can get enough things to go right on a consistent basis to maybe stay in it, but really a team that you can make a legitimate argument for. They are playing their best baseball of the season right now, and there's plenty that you can take, put in a bottle, and keep on rolling. And I think about it this way. Not so much about the Red Sox, but the teams that they have played. The the vibe around the team that we saw tonight in the Minnesota Twins who are staggering their way through the AL Central, who cannot hit really at all, who are going to probably set a major league record for strikeouts in a season for an individual lineup. They're in first place in the American League Central. They are 36-37. and 37. It's a joke at 36-37 and 37 after the loss tonight. They have been terrible away from home. They you know, they are built on starting pitching. They have gotten that. They have not gotten maybe the consistent production from their bullpen that they have wanted. But all of that is to say their vibe is not very good. They look like a team that is feeble. They look like a team that is stumbling its way through the dark right now offensively. And all you had to do was sit down and watch or listen to 9 innings tonight to make that crystal clear whether you know a thing about baseball. Or not. Think about over the weekend and what we saw from the Yankees and a lineup that just does not have very much right now on their end of it as they continue to stub their toe over and over and over again. The vibes of those teams, the Rockies, for example, a team that is not, you know, in any really significant way going to contend for anything in the National League West that, you know, 20 something games below 500, and just looking like a team that is a little bit lost and young and green and all of these things. And what's wonderful about everything I'm saying right here is on June 19th, the Red Sox are none of that. They come in now after tonight, a half game behind the Blue Jays. They would be in first place in the American League Central. They are in a postseason conversation. And that is the reality of this, that the vibe around this team at this point in the season especially in a year in baseball where there are so many teams that continue to pound their heads against the wall. Ask the Houston Astros about it. Ask the Seattle Mariners who cannot score right now about it in the American League. The teams that we thought were going to be good, generally speaking, have not been. And they have had their places taken in at points by teams like the Texas Rangers, the Baltimore Orioles, the Tampa Bay Rays playing very well. But there are a lot of teams that are playing their way out of belief. The Red Sox right now are playing their way into belief. And it starts tonight, well, really continues tonight, with a 9-3 win over the Minnesota Twins. This is Red Sox Review 617-779-7937. The text line open as well uh, at 37937. See the text, get to them. But uh, we do have the manager of the Boston Red Sox standing by. Alex Cora tonight won his 400th game as a member of the Boston Red Sox, fewer than ten men have done that. He is now 11 behind Don Zimmer on the all-time list as well. He wins number 400, and so uh, do want to get right to him, uh, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora, after the win over the Twins here tonight. Yeah, he he's a good
4: pitcher, man, and uh, you know his fastball was playing today. Um, you know, it was a challenge because you know they mix it up today against him. Usually, it's a lot of righties. It seems like the lefties have gets hits against him. It's not that they're doing damage against him. But they uh, well, uh, kept us in the game. Um, you know That pitch, Christian jumped on it. But uh, you know the guys kept grinding, kept putting good at-bats, and we got the W. I was talking to Tristan outside afterwards. He, he said he felt like the offense was never out of the game, even when Basky's big shot. Do you feel like that, that <laughs> relentless attitude has kind of come with this group? Yeah, it's funny because uh, when we scored the first runs, uh, it was one pitch, one out. Two pitches, two outs, and Pablo was down 0-2 in the count. He works a walk, um, you know, and and then Jaron hits the double. Uh, Doogie, uh, you know, it, it, we kept grinding, we kept grinding, and there were a few bats there that we didn't like, but the other ones we we really loved, and and uh, you know, that's what we're doing. You know, the line was moving before we started scoring runs the last few days, and uh, now we get into big hits, so hopefully the fun starts.
5: Down 0-2 in the count there, bases loaded. Yeah, how big was that? Moment? Yeah,
4: we were thinking uh, in 21, he hit a triple of Rodgers, right? Late in the game, it was the other way. I was thinking about that at bat. And um, yeah, he's a good player. Um, we liked, we love the at bat. Um, I think he's actually lagging the fact that I'm moving around. You know, we talk about the grind of leading off the whole time and taking pitches for the for his team teammates. And uh, just moving around, it gives him the freedom to to do whatever he wants in that bat. If he wants to attack early, he does. If he wants to uh, take pitches, he can do it. So, you know, it was a good one for him. He's someone you challenged last year going into the offseason. You obviously sat him
5: after there was the the question about the running. Um, How interesting is it to see how he responds to those challenges? He
4: always responds. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that you guys don't know that has happened throughout the years, you know, and uh, there's a lot of conversations in the office. And uh, I want Doogie to play at this level all the time. I do believe he has that potential. And uh, this year, he's, he's proved it. Uh, he's one of the best defenders in right field. Um, as a base runner, he's been really good with uh, for us. And then the at-bats, you see the quality of it. So um, this guy, a few years ago, five, six years ago, they were talking about him like a, a five-tool player. And um, I think we're getting the closest version of that. Uh, there's more there, but you know, we'll, take, we'll take him the way he, he's, he's been playing here. How important is it? The bottom of the order, starting each of those innings. Oh, that was huge. I mean, uh, you know, Pablo put good at bats. Swanger with a double the other way. Uh, Jaron was amazing. Um, you know, he, he put pressure on them from the get go. Set the tempo for for the rest of the game. Uh, it was a total team effort. Uh, we put, you know, we grinded today. We against a really good pitcher. He's really good at what he does. And um, you know, we we kept putting pressure, and we ended up winning. Alex, how much is for you to get those innings out of James You're given everything that's on with the rotation uh, it's, it's huge and um you know we, we've been seeing this what uh, the last month month and a half you know is six seven innings and he's a horse he's a big kid you know that uh, can 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 do that you know obviously we have to take care of him um, you know we, he's very important of what we try to accomplish. You come off a double and you know he's able to go into the seventh. Inning. Yeah, and then you know Wing did his job, and then Justin was good for us. You know, two innings, and we we kind of like reset the bullpen. And we'll, we'll be ready for the next three. Pretty
5: pretty long day yesterday, just to kind of come in here uh, late last night and, and come out with a win today. Yeah,
4: I mean um, that's the only reason I, I don't like the the Sunday night games. You know, like the traveling has been tough the last uh, 15 days, but that's that's how it works you know and uh we set up the schedule we push it back and we will tomorrow too so we can recover but uh they're doing a good job about preparing themselves you saw us taking ground balls before the game it's not like we're just showing up and playing you know we're doing a lot of stuff uh indoors because uh that's what we have to do it's four, uh, 400 wins as well yeah that's um you know i gotta thank my family uh, because they grind with me since day one, you know, and I uh, put him in a bad situation a few years ago. And the fact that they're here, it means a lot. You know, Angelica's is here. The boys are here. Uh, mommy, my mom, uh, she texted me already. And um, like I told the guys, you know, it's been a lot of players, a lot of coaches, different front offices, uh, same ownership. You know, and uh, the fact that they trusted me in November of 2017, and then after, you know, the suspension, they trusted me again, and here we are. You know, it took a while, you know, uh, 300 was here, and now 400 is here. Took a while, longer than we expected, but uh, we'll keep grinding, and uh, I'll tip my hat to everybody that has been part of this.
0: We're good. We are good, Alex, the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Alex Cora tonight after the 9-3 win of the Minnesota Twins. Cooper Boardman here with you. This is Red Sox Review 617-779-7937. That's the number text line at 37937. I do uh, do want to reflect on, on just that last bit there. Alex Cora wins his 400th game as the manager of the Boston Red Sox, and obviously he has been manager for some very, very big games, including the biggest of all, Uh, at certain points over the last few years, and he has been uh, a a guy, you know, it's just, it is amazing, because imagine if you had said to 2004 anybody, including Alex Cora, I would imagine, that he would be sitting here doing this, it really is amazing, and you know, I, 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 I read, you know, we sit here and we do this every night, and, and, you know, people call in and and complain about him because, uh, again, he is the manager of the team, and if the team doesn't do well, you're going to call in and and complain about him, and and that is entirely understandable. But I I really do, from the bottom of my heart, believe that if we are, you know, if it is a must-win game, there are very few men that you would prefer to have on your bench than Alex Cora, among all managers in Major League Baseball. And, you know, he has... Taken this team through a whole lot over the last few years. He has, I I really, I mean, he has taken a grapefruit that, you know, maybe on paper did not have very much juice in it coming into this season, and he has squeezed a lot out of it playing the platoon splits, the way he uses a guy like Rob Refsnyder, the way that he's willing to do it tonight after Jaron Duran has three doubles and and is hot of all hot, and he goes to Refsnyder against a left-hander. Refsnyder walks, and it leads to the triple by Alex Verdugo, and the Red Sox win the game. I mean, that is domino, domino, down and the Red Sox win the game, and that is Alex Cora's hands on the puppeteers in that situation. And it's huge, and he has done this time and time again. He has taken a bullpen and gotten a lot out of guys that were waiver claims, scrap heap, blah, blah. I mean, guys like Justin Garzit tonight, who gives the Red Sox two Really good innings. Guys like Brennan Bertadino. Guys like John Schreiber. You know, One of the reasons why Red Sox fans have been so excited about him over the last few years. It's a developmental story, and that starts at the top of the management and the guys that are in the dugout talking about it. And Alex Cora again. Congratulations to him on, uh, once again, a 400th win. Okay, uh, we have to get to a break here. I see your calls. I'll get to your calls right after we get to the break. 617-779-7937. Text line as well. We'll get to the text at 379 379- Three, seven. Uh, we'll take your calls. We will hear from James Paxton as well uh, as he puts up just another outstanding performance. He'll tell us a little bit kind of the keys to success tonight and what it's been over the last month. Plus, as he just might have that nose out to be the ace of this team and break down a little bit kind of what he's done. Why he has he been so good and, and what uh, has been at least most surprising to me about how good he's been for this Red Sox team. Sox winners tonight. Uh, We'll take a break. Joe Braverman has your trending on the other side. We're back in a moment. It's Red Sox Review right here on WEEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart
1: knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
3: Verdugo's third at that with the bases loaded. O2 is ripped on a ground into right field a base hit. Cusse scores. Here comes Wong around third. Comes Restnutter. He is waved home. The throw is dropped by Julien It's a bases clearing triple for Alex Verdugo and the Red Sox lead it six to
0: three. That Alex Verdugo tripled the difference tonight. Three runs in the sixth, two more in the seventh, one more in the eighth. And the Red Sox win tonight over the Minnesota Twins by a final score of nine to three. That was Will Fleming from tonight's uh, Nissan Red Sox post game show and your quest for savings at the Nissan Thrill the Drive sales event. And shop your local Nissan store, NissanUSA.com today. Cooper Boardman with you. It is Red Sox Review a positive one tonight, 617-779-7937. Text line up there and open as well at 37937. You heard it there, Alex Verdugo's big swing. A couple of things that led up to that. I mean, it was... With two on, Jaron Duran was scheduled to come up. Rocco Baldelli v. Alex Cora in a manager battle there. And Cora goes to his left-hand killer in Rob Refsnyder. Refsnyder comes off the bench, worked a huge walk, and it was not an easy walk against the Twins' bullpen. And that brought up Alex Verdugo, and Doogie keeps on doing what he has done all year long, and that is hit. And while it's not... You know, maybe the 350-400 kind of deal that he had early in the season. The slug still there. The on-base still there. And uh, all of that entirely put to the test when passed with flying colors in that sixth inning. Again, 9-3 win tonight for the Sox on the road to open up this series with the Minnesota Twins. First of four. And... uh Man, uh, a lot to get to. I, I do want to talk about James Paxton, and we are going to hear from from Big Maple, the biggest maple of all, uh, a little bit later on. But um, let's get to, to what you think, and uh, we'll start it off tonight again, 617-779-7937, as we go down to Florida. How about it? We have David on the line. David, you are on the air tonight on Red Sox Review. Welcome.
5: Wow, I'm leading off, huh?
0: That you are. Lay it out. All ours. right.
5: Yeah, I mean... Uh, we have to refrain from, from any significant optimism. Like you said earlier, the Yankees are horrible right now. The, um, the, the, the twins are below 500 team. They lost, to, they, they lost two or three to Colorado last week. But yes, the pitching has been very, very encouraging the past couple of weeks and starting pitching especially. And that I will certainly acknowledge. But what I do not for the life of me understand and I, is, is, is Cora. He does not deserve as much credit as he's getting. I think he overmanaged tonight using Ref Snyder for, for, um, for, for Duran. Yeah, he got but a walk. A walk is not a, uh, he, the, he walked. A walk is nice. A walk is not a great at bat. A walk is nice and it can be productive, but it's not a great at bat. And Duran was three for three. You know, give him a chance. Give the kid a chance and it was only a tie game if they were losing in that situation at that time in the game, okay, but it was a tie game, and there were guys on second and third. you sacrificed defense i mean it, it it worked out because he walked and Verdugo, came up came up and cleared the bases but i mean and then i I think I would have um I would have um, waited a little bit before taking out um um Crawford. This pitcher. Um uh, Paxton, I mean, yes, he, he, he was doing fabulous.
0: Yeah. Other than that, well, he, well went... he was at ninety one pitches and, and after the, after last year in the arm. I mean, you got you, you gotta take care of him, I think, David.
5: Okay. I mean that's that, that's debatable, but but I'll, I'll give you that. But I just I, I the thing that drives me the craze most crazy with Cora is that I just think he, he pinch hits much too frequently. And it's, just, it's, it's Here, here's oh. Dave,
0: just. Here's my thought. No, just here's my Sorry to interrupt you. Just here's my thought on it. Is you know this is a team right now. Like and I think it seems like you would agree with me. Right. This is not a team full of superstars or anything like that. And so no. you've got to play the matchups. Like why not let Jaren? Jaren Duran is a left hand hitter. He gets three doubles off of the right hand starter. A really good one by the way. And Pablo Lopez. Why not just let him walk away feeling good about himself? David, he had, and you're talking about walks. Jared Duran has three walks against left-hand pitching all year. That's what Alex Score is looking at.
5: How many at-bats does he have, though? Does he have a large sample
0: size? I mean, he's got, he's he's played in 23 games against left-hand pitching at this point of the season of the, you know, 50-something that he's played in.
5: I, I, I just think, but in general, I mean, he routinely it goes left, right, late in games, and I just and I, I just think it's too much. I mean, sometimes it works out, but I, I just you know later on in the season you're going to need Duran and let him have the experience, the opportunity now. So later on in the season, come August, September, he has the experience, he has the self confidence to do it. I think,
0: and I think, and I think the thing about it, and David, really appreciate your call. I I, I just when I look at this roster, I don't think at any point this year you're going to ask any more from Jaron Duran than what they asked tonight and like i'm cool with that i think you know you have him you, this is a team and and they're built this way and, and, and i understand that you know you that, that it feels like a little finicky it feels like he's just doing a little bit too much and and all of that but I don't see this as a roster and a lineup that is full of guys that are are you know that that evade the platoon thing, right? Like Alex Verdugo is a guy; he comes up, he's going to hit against everybody. Devers, obviously. Duvall, probably. Yoshida, yes. And everybody else. And we saw this when the offense was really struggling in May. You got to protect these guys. I mean, you you just cannot have consistent. Situations where where you know Jaron Duran and I, I again I understand it, but at that point in the game, this is not uh, the at bat that when, that he was scheduled to take was not the in the nine three eight three game. It was at a moment that you needed to go and win the game, and so when you have and, and this is not hy- hyperbolic even remotely. Rob Snyder, David, is one of the best hitters in the game against left hand pitching. In the game of anybody, there's a reason why they signed him to the contract extension because he's a legit weapon. And so I, I would argue that not bringing him up in that situation would be managerial malpractice not to have him come up and do that. And so to have him come in and and I, I again I, a walk is nice a walk is better than nice a walk has extraordinary value in that situation but it, because it gets you to a guy that you supremely trust in that situation and again you say how many plate appearances in 35 plate appearances Jaron Duran against left-hand pitching had 3 walks all year long you know I, I mean there are again very few in that situation that that are going to have significant success left on left and so you go to ref snyder and it was ref snyder against one of the 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 bottom end arms of the twins so now you're getting one of your best hitters uh in a situation that he is great in in those spots he's one of the best hitters against one of their worst guys you win the matchup you get the walk and then alex verdugo comes up and obviously takes full advantage of the situation that precedes it and the red sox win and I, I the thing that that and David made a very good point on it where it's like you know you kind of look around baseball and like there aren't a lot of teams that are playing great ball. I, here's my deal: like I look at the American League and think about it this way. Remember, we're in 2023. There are six postseason spots in the American League. If we're going to sit here and really do this, I buy there are two crazy good legitimate teams right now: the Rays, who are the best team in baseball and have a chance to be one of the best teams in history right now. No denying it. The Texas Rangers are forty-five and twenty-seven. Wow! I mean, you like read it and you almost can't believe it. I think those are two. And they lost to
6: Grom, so it's like- yeah.
0: Like and and obviously, you know, we can start the Nathan Evaldi conversation if you want. But that offense is legitimate, you know. without Degrom, um, you know, those are the team. I can't. I really cannot believe how good the Rangers are.
6: I, you're talking just American League, because then you go to the National yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. Because I only the see Sucks. I only see the Braves on this list. Yeah, I only see the Braves as legitimate right now.
0: My deal in the AL is as you kind of go around it is like I I think there are two and a half really legitimate teams: Rays, Rangers, Baltimore Orioles, and I think the Baltimore Orioles are legitimate. And I recognize that people are waiting for them to trip over the invisible line. Like I, I don't see that happening, which of course is tough out of the American League East. But you're probably not going to win that anyway because. The best team ever right now is leading that division. So, so and then and then you have just this kind of like cluster of like what are you? The Minnesota Twins are the American League Central leaders. They're thirty six and thirty seven. The Red Sox are four games ahead of them. And if they were in the American League Central, they would be four games clear in first place. Think about that. It's crazy. It's the NFC East of baseball. Oh my gosh, it's such a joke. And, and that and that division's been that way for how many years? So you've got that. You've got the Angels who, like, I, I just, uh, that that's tough for me. Too inconsistent. The, the buy-in there is a little tough for me. Like, that doesn't feel like a team that is head and shoulders anywhere above the Red Sox. Otani can get you to buy-in. Everyone else can Absolutely. get you Absolutely, and I'll, I'll buy each team, take all my gold. That's fine. Uh, and, 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 you know, Mike Trout's not having a very good year by his standard, to be very clear. But, you know, again, that is... Uh, that's not a team that you look at and say, well, like the Red Sox are just not in that class. Yeah, this
6: is this is the wild card right now. I'm looking at it right now. Right. Orioles lead, they're up five and a half. Angels are in the second spot. Right. Yankees, Yankees are in the are third, in the third spot. spot. Yeah. The Astros are a half game behind them. The Blue Jays are one game behind the Yankees. And then after tonight, the Sox are a game and a half behind them.
0: Right. So the Red Sox at 38 and 35, and the Jays have won thirty-nine games. They play well, is that right? Yeah. So so the Red Sox right now come in a game and a half out. So you kind of go around this. Rays legit. Rangers legit. Twins are a game below. They're in. Orioles, I think, are legit. Angels don't feel like they're in any class. You saw the Yankee movie all weekend long. The Astros are going to play better baseball. I just like, can't buy that that's not going to be true. They are going to be in the mix. They probably won't win that division. And then it's the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. And Blue Jays can't get out of their own way. And And, and all of this is to say... That they're just the, the, the Red Sox and you sit here and you say they're a last place team and that's not fair. I'm not trying to be, you know, to, to paint a rainbow where there's not. But there's also a lot of opportunity here. And that's what I mean when I say we're sitting here in June and the vibe around the Red Sox is is one where like they have not. Like you ask a Twins fan, watch that team tonight and ask the Twins fans how they feel about the Twins. Listen to them boo Carlos Correa. Like th- there are a lot of teams around that in baseball. The the Astros are playing terrible baseball right now. They've lost, I think, I I, I think they're four and seven in their last eleven, something like that. They've lost five straight, right? Five straight. I uh, you know they they are are you know <laughs> they're circling the drain, as we like to say. The the Blue Jays, I-, I mean, I just you know without Alec Manoa in that rotation and being that guy, like that just doesn't until they do it. At some point, one of these years, I, I just don't—that's not a team that that makes me quake. And then the Red Sox, who—by the way, uh, and I, as I pull up the standings right here, a game and a half clear the next team in the Mariners. The Mariners can't score, and the Guardians can't score, and then you're talking about the Tigers and the White Sox and all the teams that are kind of down towards the bottom of the American League. There is genuine opportunity here, and the Red Sox have played in a way that—and is, this isn't some crazy statement, but they have played in a way that they are in the conversation— and sitting here on June 19th, for all the negativity that we've heard over the first couple of months of this season about this team, and the way that we were talking about this team in the first week of June, it's just a lot different right But, the, now. but those were
6: kind of the expectations going in, right? Fringe playoff contenders, wild card possibly, like for they're, sure. kind of, they're kind of right on line. But I,
0: I think there was a world where the league was going to make that like not possible, like where the league was going to... Gonna gonna be was gonna exist in a way where like the Red Sox playing being around five hundred and playing kind of around it was just not gonna be good enough. The third playoff spot last year, the team was ten over. Just for that, just for that reference, right? It was so Houston won the Central, the Yankees won the East, the Guardians won the Central. Sorry, Houston won the West. Whatever, uh, and then it was Blue Jays, Mariners, and oh Rays. So those were the those were the three and. and if you were kind of around 500, you just weren't really in a legitimate playoff conversation because, and I think the parity of the schedule has something to do with this, where like Houston isn't sitting here on September 1st knowing that they've won the American League because they get to play all the cupcakes in their division or whatever it might be. The Red Sox end up in a situation here where the league has not run away from them. And more importantly, they have clung to the coattails of the league. And, so, and I get... You know it's kind of about you individually but there's just I, I don't know like Joe like who who scares you who who do you look at in the American League I think the Astros are gonna play better ball I think the Blue Jays have a chance to but I, I'm not there's nobody that I'm like ah they just can't play with them
6: I would say Rays Rangers Astros
0: yeah those, those would be the three for me right. The Astros are five over right now. They, you know, again, not playing very well. Yeah, they well. just
6: they just have that championship pedigree. It's like it's yeah. like with all the recent dynasties or modern day dynasties, stuff like that. It's like once you beat them, then you have to keep believing.
0: I hope we end up Milwaukee boxing our way into this. Like, oh yeah, like they're gonna figure out, they're gonna win. Like, there's no way they're gonna. Who's lose. that
6: Miami Heat team? Yeah, exactly. Really? <laughs> the it could the be Red Sox.
0: Let's <laughs> who who is the the uh, the Red Sox Jimmy Butler. I think it's Devers-Jimmy Butler vibe. I don't know. Uh, Red Sox win tonight, 9-3, over the uh, the Minnesota Twins. Red Sox review here with you, 617-779-7937. Text line as well uh, at 37937. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the situation there in the American League. And I think when you extrapolate out, you know, you're talking about a month where the starting pitching has been legitimately good, that is still the area that is most nerve-wracking because and, and will be, um, but... You know, I, I did the show the night and it's just like sticks in my mind because it was the night that, that we found out that Chris Sale was gonna be missing for an extended period of time and we were kinda like, All right, what what happens now? Who is the stopper? Who is the guy that every five days we're gonna give the ball to and we're gonna feel good? And what's happened is it has been a collective lift instead of one answer. Right? Cutter Crawford has been in the rotation and he has had the stuff to do it. Brian Bayo Consecutive starts against the New York Yankees in in the biggest spotlight of all that we have really in baseball on Sunday night, doing what he's done. Garrett Whitlock has started to to look like a guy that has his feet underneath him as a starting pitcher. Before and he got
6: hurt, Tanner Howe
0: Right, exactly, and I imagine that you know uh, the the fact that that is a facial fracture as opposed to anything greater than that means he's going to pitch again this year and hopefully soon, and all of that, right? And, and but. I do think and I said this at the time that the guy that is the closest thing to an ace that if I had to go win a wild card series on the road in game 1 we illustrated that that you know is is entirely within the realm of possibility at this point on June the 19th is James Paxton. That's the guy I'd give the ball to and he showed it again tonight exactly why. And what you have to remember about this guy and, and and we, we continue to talk about who he was a little bit, you know, a, a couple of years ago and all of this. What well, you have to remember about James Paxton in 2019 is he was among the, the count on one to two hand guys that when you looked around baseball and said, I have a big game to win. I have, uh, in the Yankees case in 2019, an American League championship series to win against the Houston Astros, the team that they could not and still cannot beat. They went to James Paxton. That's who he was. And it was a pipe dream. It felt like at times last year, right? When we found out he wasn't going to pitch anymore in in 2022, he was not going to pitch in a major league uniform. When he started the year on the IEL, I mean, like you remember walking off the field in that spring training start, like, oh my goodness, like here it goes again. It's a lot to ask because it's a lot to bank on his health, but he's the guy that tomorrow I'm giving the ball to in game one. Is that your, I mean, would you?
6: I would probably just because of the experience, it would either be it would either be him or Bayo, but I think Bayo is too young and he's not developed. Yeah, he yet. might so pitch I, his
0: way into that. Too, exactly. Like how, a couple
6: yeah. years down the line it would be Bayo, but for right now, as you're asking me on this day, it would probably be Paxton.
0: And tonight, you know, we we ask you know, caller asks, you know, why take him out? At ninety one pitches, he gets you six in a third. It's not like it gave you five. And you knew you'd have Winkowski to bridge, too. And then Justin Garza as the guy to say, like, just plug us some innings, reset the bullpen, get it started for tomorrow. And now Alex Cora has a completely and utterly fresh bullpen for tomorrow outside of Josh Winkowski. That'll play. And, uh, you know, what Paxton has done is he has given length, he has given consistency, and he has given velocity, averaging 95 on his fastball tonight. He looks like the man that did it in 2019. That's crazy because I don't know. Like you, you kind of uh, you, you sit me down and chain me to the chair and say, "Did I think that James Paxton would be everything at ninety-five ninety six? You You probably would not have bet on that, but he is, and he's doing it over an extended period of time. It's been really fun to watch uh, over the last couple of weeks, and it's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, why every five days when you have that anchor. You can get, let these younger guys figure it all out, and, uh, and they certainly have to this point. And so the Red Sox win tonight 9-3 uh, over the Twins. Okay, got to get you to a break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more, packs, and give you the big takeaways of the night. And we will tell you why the next three days could be three of the most important days in the Boston Red Sox season. Answers to all that on the other side. 617-779-7937-37937 on the text line. Back in a moment right here. It's Red Sox Review Live on WEEI.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Final moments tonight on Red Sox Review... Last chance, 617-779-7937. Text as well, that's alive, 37937. Cooper Boardman with you. Joe Braverman's inside the glass. Awesome as always. Red Sox win 9-3 over the Minnesota Twins tonight on the road. They've won now five in a row. They are 7-3 in their last 10 games. Alex Cora gets win number 400. As manager of the Boston Red Sox, as Joe told you earlier during trending, only nine managers in Red Sox history have done that. So next up, he's got his eyes on Don Zimmer.
6: That was a very quick 400, by the way. It feels like it came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, well, especially because 2020 is one of those. Yeah, years. he started with 108. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That is a quick 400. I mean, he is. He really does. It'll, I, his career arc to me is so fascinating. Obviously, with you know, after all the Astros stuff and like to come back and all that. Like to be forty-seven and to appear to love the game as and to to love the game as much as he does in all of this. Like you wonder how many he could get here. Just saying. Uh, so it's four hundred tonight uh, as he, he gets it in Minnesota over the Twins and um, you know we we, we close there uh, just talking about James Paxton and he had the bad start on May the twenty-fourth against the Angels and since that he is just he's been cooking everyone it, it like that's what's been impressive to me it's like you know it, it, you just go game luck five innings of one run ball on on may 31st against the reds turns around you know seven innings of two run ball against the guardians six innings no earned against colorado and then tonight six and a third uh of you know three run ball and and really it's it's one swing to to you know the the, <laughs> the wrong pitch in the exact wrong moment for a guy that was clearly guessing it in christian Vazquez. Uh, R.I.P. in peace that, you know, he takes it out. That's it, right? At at six and a third uh, and three earned tonight, and it's a win uh, for for James Paxton. It's a win for the Red Sox, and and the starting pitching continues to be um, everything that you dream of it being over the last month. And um, I I do want to hear from James Paxton because he is a guy that is so introspective about kind of who he is and his process and who this team is. And for uh, a veteran that is you know provides so much of what the red sox did not have last year both on and off the field i think you know it is a joy to watch him do what he has done and do tonight and so uh let's hear from him james paxton tonight he gets the win as the red sox beat the twins again by a final score of nine to three
3: yeah that was great you know we uh we were efficient you know we got some early outs there in the early in the count so uh allowed me to go a little deeper in the game which is great working for you today um, a little bit of everything um, there's some good fastballs in there um, we mixed in some good breaking balls a couple of good change-ups got me out of some of bats early um, so it was, it was good we played great defense and uh, Wong did a great job behind the dish
4: Alex said that they kind of mixed up the lineup on you a little bit made you have to vary your approach how much did you have to kind of in game have that
3: different approach uh, yeah, just lefties and righties. Um, you know, just different things I do to both, uh, which is fine. And, uh, you know, it's good to uh, work against against both lefties and righties and work on uh, what I do to each of them.
4: Given the last couple of years, you know, how much do you appreciate being able, you know, every five days, go out and make your start, be effective, you know, just kind of get back into a routine that you haven't had in a while. No?
3: Yeah, I mean, this is great. You know, being able to go out every five days, six days, whatever it ends up being, you um, it's been has been so much fun you know just love being back in the routine uh it's what i love to do and just grateful to be back out there is,
5: is this your first time pitching here since the eagle
3: i <sighs> trying not remember if it is or not um i did notice the eagle screeches uh you know when they got hit sorry i watched somebody or something like that uh, i don't know if this is the the first time since then or not it may be though
5: I mean, I think you were you amused by the eagles? (laughs) Like, you know, what did
3: you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just fun. You know, it's it's a fun little dig on me. I mean, the last time I was, or maybe last time I was here, the eagle landed on me, which was quite an experience. Um, You know, so it was fun.
1: Are you an ornithologist in your free time?
3: (laughs) No, no, that wasn't the first time when the eagle landed on me that held an eagle. Uh, I had been somewhere else where they had an eagle and we could hold them like with the actual like you know holding thing. That was the first time without that, but yeah. Was that at a baseball game or? No, no, it was just a uh, a get together where they had, had an eagle.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Any other birds of prey? No, no, that was that was it. That was it. <laughs> James Paxton. If you don't know the story, uh, in twenty eighteen when he was a mariner, they had opening day in Minnesota and they had a bald eagle there to, you know, America, the whole thing. And the eagle literally landed on him, like he was standing in the outfield, and the eagle flew and and landed on him. So uh, I did not have the word ornithologist on my uh, Red Sox review bingo card tonight, but you've got it. It's pretty good. I will he's, say,
6: watching the video back, they showed it during a post game live. He's much more calm than anyone else bro, could have been.
0: I would be losing my mind if an eagle came and like, I, would I, would be I would be sprinting running.
6: out the entire city. I would have been out of Minnesota and back
0: into Boston. The quote from him at the time is, (laughs) this is actually really funny. So, uh, Paxton goes, I lock eyes with this eagle, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And the next thing I know, all I see is feathers coming at me, so I duck and he lands on my back. I, I guess he just, like, run. Whatever. All right. Uh, look, he returns and he was awesome tonight. Uh, he, he is the story of the night to me in the Red Sox. Pitching. He sends a message
6: to that eagle, like, I'll pitch like this, beware.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. He was, uh, and you know, uh, maybe he got cursed for a couple of years. I don't know, but it worked out for him. And uh, he goes six and a third tonight. He gets a win. The Red Sox get a win as well, 9-3 uh, over the Minnesota Twins. Uh, just before we rock out of here, just I saw the texter about the Rafi Devers and just kind of what's wrong with him. I'll just say this, my quick takeaway, is if you look at what his numbers are a- and then you look at kind of what his expected numbers are based on how hard he hits the ball, how often he's hitting the ball, A, it's gotten a lot better of late. And B, uh, they are. That's going to even out very soon. That's what I got to say about that. Okay, time to go. Red Sox win tonight. Big thanks to Joe Braverman inside the glass. I'm Cooper Boardman. Good night. This has been Red Sox review right here on Weei.